0: I'm reading from Deuteronomy 6, to through 14. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Fear the Lord your God, serve him only, and make your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods or gods of people around you. Thank, thank, there we go. Thank you, Marsha. Get everything situated back the way it needs to be. Hi, Eddie. She's going to do your
1: message
0: for you. Oh, okay. You're going to do my message for me? Oh, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: so rest. Something that this little one, um, actually, comparatively, was really awesome with. Uh, most kids, you know, you talk about, you know, the first several months, they just keep you awake, basically twenty-four-seven. Not her. First few weeks, we had to, you know, go through the routine of getting her weighed up and waking up in the middle of the night. But usually we had to wake her up, not her waking us up, which was really quite awesome. Okay, you going to go to mommy? now that you're done being a... Yeah, go see mommy. But rest. If you, you've been a parent, you know... That it's something that you, you lack, at least in the first few years um, of life. And, and actually, as it continues on, you get grumpy teenagers that play music at all hours of the night uh, and keep you up anyways. So, you know, um, rest. Once you're a parent, you never get it. Uh, but, no, our society takes rest. It's something our society tends to discount, is rest. We go, go, go at a million miles an hour. Many people say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Or maybe there's no rest for the weary. Again, we consistently move at 100 miles per hour. Through everything, we go to work, we get home late, we eat, maybe do more work, home chores and things like that, then sleep, and then the next morning, we do it all over again, and that is our daily routine every day. And then, when we get to our weekends, we even pack those full of things, activities and stuff and, and things with the kids and, and got to go here, got to go do this. Oh, we got to make sure that we have groceries. We got to go make sure we, we, we do something we go, 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 but we never actually take a moment to rest. We never even stop to think what it might actually mean to rest. And all this non-rest has so much of an effect in our lives. It causes mental and even physical health issues. We're basically the social equivalent of a bunch of grumpy two-year-olds who haven't had their naps. And the thing is, there's so many health benefits to rest. I was reading a Forbes article while doing some research for this sermon uh, called The Benefits of Resting and How to Unplug in a Busy World. And some of the topics that they talked about that it can help with, healing your body physically, mentally, and emotionally, reducing stress, boosting creativity, enhancing decision-making, and even making you more effective when you are working. There are so many things in our society that we're missing because we don't have a weekly or daily cycle of rest. Heck, we don't even have a monthly or yearly cycle of rest, much less a daily or weekly. And by the way, this includes me. I am often up till midnight, having to get up 5 a.m. for work, uh, just doing things that I need to do. Even, Even working on the sermon. Most nights I was up till midnight working on it. It's hard. And the thing is, our society has gotten so far away from God, but God always knew we needed rest why it shows up over and over and over again in the Bible. Biblical rest is very important. So important, in fact, we see that it is built in to the very fabric of creation. As we see in Genesis 2, 2 through 3, on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his creation, uh, all his work of creation. We all see rest in the form of the Sabbath in the fourth of the Ten Commandments. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. That includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the day, Sabbath day, and set it apart as holy. In fact, we even see God incarnate Jesus resting despite a dangerous storm. In Matthew eight twenty four, Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. Even as Christians, we see all these verses, all these different stories, and there's more, where we see rest embedded into the very fabric of what it means to be a Christian, to live life, to to even creation. And yet we ignore it. And you may be thinking to yourself, there's so much I have to do, I can't rest. I don't have time. It's not there. Listen, Jesus was in the middle of a storm that at least the experienced fishermen thought was going to kill them all. And he was sleeping. I think you have time for rest. But the very fact that we think that we're too busy to rest is part of the problem. Obviously, there are urgent things that we need to do sometimes that can't wait. But the fact is, most of the time, we aren't talking about those things. There's so much in our lives that can wait for us to rest. In fact, I bet some of the things that you're thinking about right now may have even been caused by the fact that you didn't rest. And like I said earlier, how many parents recognize a young child that hasn't had their daily nap? Or we start to see a teen struggle with their life when they don't sleep. What happens when we don't get to go on our vacation? What happens when you get called into work for a double shift? We can all recognize the symptoms of not resting in other people. But so often we neglect our own rest. The reality is we, we were created to work and to do the things that we enjoy in our jobs and our lives. Again, if you look at the creation narrative, you see as part of Adam and Eve's mandate is to take care of the garden to grow it. Our mandate as Christians is to build the kingdom of God. We were called to these things. We were called to do work. But in order to do thing, those things properly, to even enjoy the things that you like about that work, you need to, To have a proper rhythm of rest. God built it into his week with the creation narrative. And we all know God didn't actually need to rest. He's the creator of the universe. Infinite. Infinite energy. Infinite stamina. He didn't need to stop. But he did. To take it all in. To give us that moment. To build that moment into creation for rest. He loves us so much that he built the Sabbath into the calendar. And in Jewish law, he even set up a Sabbath not just for the people, but for the very essence of the planet. As we look in Leviticus 25, 1 through 7. While Moses was on Mount Sinai, the Lord said to him, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you have entered the land I am giving you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath rest before the Lord every seventh year. For six years you may plant your fields and prune your vineyards and harvest your crops, but during the seventh year the land must have a Sabbath year of complete rest. It is the Lord's Sabbath. Do not plant your fields or prune your vineyards during that year. And don't store away the crops that grow on their own or gather the grapes from your unpruned vines. The land must have a year of complete rest. But you may eat whatever the land produces on its own during its Sabbath. This applies to you your male and female servants, your hired workers and temporary residents who live with you, your livestock and the wild animals in your land will also be allowed to eat what the land produces. God not only gave us rest, but he gave it to the land, the animals, the servants, the slaves. Everyone and everything was mandated to have a period of rest. Now let's compare this biblically mandated rest to the way we live today. It's dramatically different, isn't it? Growing up in the area that I did in Connecticut, it was interesting. I lived near a Jewish temple. And if you've ever lived near a Jewish temple, you know that sort of, it's a community. They all live close to their temple and because they take the Sabbath so seriously. And not only did it affect the way they observed the Sabbath, it affected everything outside of that too. They considered driving and do consider driving a form of work. So they have to walk to the temple. Well, that means you have to be close enough to walk to the temple. And you can't walk from too far away or else that's also work. Every aspect of that Jewish community's life is dictated by their time of rest and worship with each other. Their lives together, their community, where they live, how they live. They have to get ready for the Sabbath. They have to be ready to rest. They have to prepare for it. And then when it comes to that time, nothing stops it. Nothing. They're resting. They go to temple. They have their meals with each other. But that's it. Some go as far as to not even turn the lights on in their homes because that is considered a form of work. Everything stopped so that they could worship God and rest on the Sabbath. Everything. Now, I don't think we need to go to that extreme. In fact, Jesus says so in Mark 2, 27 through 28. Then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. And if you read a couple verses before this, he's talking to the disciples. And they see people working in the fields on the Sabbath. And he's like, they're like, what's up with this? Why are they working? And Jesus is like, well, they need to eat. They need to still do things. The Sabbath was made for them, not them made for the Sabbath. But think about how different our lives would look if we had a similar rhythm that included an entire day of intentional and uninterrupted rest. Maybe not weekly. Maybe once every other week. Maybe once a month. But think about it. In this tension is where both the problem and the solution lies. The problem is we don't think we have enough time for rest. The solution is to carve out time to rest, to make it a consistent rhythm in our lives. And that's the key, to make it consistent. If you don't have it, you will end up burning yourself out on everything that you try to do. And we see it. We see it in our society. We are in one of the richest, most prosperous nations in the world. And yet, we see the highest rates of depression, suicide, and other mental health issues, and I believe it's because we don't take, at least partially, because we don't take time to rest. Think about um, the 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 high-level people with high-stakes jobs. You think about the 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 New York lawyer, or, or the stock person, or the CEO of X company, or, or they're constantly going. They never stop. And then, I'm sure you've heard these stories where all of a sudden, they're just done. They either, either have a mental break, or they take themselves out, And then when you look at their lives, when you see the expose written about their lives, you see that things are written from going point to point to point to point to point, never taking even a moment to breathe. And you might be thinking to yourself, yeah, I have all that stuff. That I have to do. All those things that I need to do. And on top of that, I'm a Christian. There's so much more that I have to fit into my schedule. I have to come here for two, three hours every Sunday. Then there's Bible studies and, and, and prayer time and, and, and all this other stuff that is true that as a Christian, it's not necessarily easy. But if you're truly following Christ and his mandates, then the rest side of it shouldn't be that hard. Here's what Jesus had to say in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary, and carry burdens, and I will give you rest. All we have to do is go to Jesus with our burdens. Go to Jesus when we're weary. When we live a life the way Christ calls us to, it's actually uplifting. Again, No one said it was easy, but it's just uplifting. You get rest. Now we have to remember the context here. Jesus is talking to a bunch of Jews who only knew the heavy rule-laden worship that is nitpicky and a constant burden in their lives. There was every moment of their lives was dictated by a book of rules, especially The Sabbath, especially the day that was supposed to be restful. And all too often, we find out that our Christian part of our lives takes up too much time or is a constant burden. At least that's what it feels like. But it doesn't have to be. Think about it. Your Bible study time doesn't have to be a constant burden that you carve out, but a time of rest to read the Bible, to be rejuvenated by His Word. Think about fellowship on Sunday morning. It doesn't have to be a strict, rigid thing. I mean, we, we have our worship time here, but in all honesty, you're literally here just hanging out with friends, worshiping God. Your prayer life can literally be just sitting in silence, doing meditative breathing and focusing on God. That sounds pretty restful to me. These are all restful acts that can both build your life with God and help create a rhythm of rest in your life. And they aren't the only ones. They're just three simple examples that I could think of. But I think the most important thing that we have to think about when building this rest into our lives is that we have to make it a rhythm. Think about your heartbeat. Your heart beats and pumps between 60 and 100 times per minute at rest. But what does it do in between those beats? It relaxes. If your heart doesn't get a chance to relax, it will literally seize up and you will die. So in between each beat, just as regular as its moments of tension and work, it relaxes and rests, getting ready for the next moment it needs to work again. building those moments in our lives is that important. You will die, maybe not physically, without rest. There have been horrible, horrific studies about sleep deprivation and the effects. In fact, the Guinness Book of World Records has discontinued the record for longest to stay awake because someone stayed awake for 10 straight days and he almost died several times during it. Just 10 days without rest and gone. The horrific things that happened to him. And he did it voluntarily. Hallucinations, seizures. What does your life... Well, most of us know what our lives look like with either very little or no rest. Now think of what it looks like when you have rest. Building those moments into your life is so important. And not letting anything other than an emergency stop them is important. I know several pastors who build those moments into their week. They take a Sabbath and they don't let anything stop that day. For some, It's the Monday after Sunday because, you know, I'm up here working on Sunday. Others, it's their Friday or Saturday. They don't schedule anything. They don't let anything intrude on those moments. They don't go into the office. They don't do anything other than take time to rest and rejuvenate. Now, that looks different depending on the person. You need to know yourself well enough. What allows you to rest? What pulls you away from those moments? That constant tension, that constant work. Build those moments into your life. this is an incredibly hard thing to do. I would know. I have been struggling with finding a rhythm of rest for a while now. In fact, both Sarah and I have been trying to find a way to rest with our chaotic lives. We didn't have a great rhythm of rest Before this past year and everything that changed here at the church or with our daughter, we were thrust into a whole new world that includes suddenly redefining what our roles look like in leading this church and as parents. I know for me personally, I went from a Wet behind-the-ears youth and family pastor coming out of a pandemic and having a new baby daughter to contend with to suddenly being the only staff pastor here while also losing a friend, mentor, and lead pastor in the process. Never getting a chance to take a break or settle into those parts of my life truly, what those parts of my life truly look like. This entire year has felt like my heart has been tensed, doing the work I needed to do, but never letting up. Never giving myself that moment of rest. I have jokingly stated that between my family, my job at Novabus, and my job here as your pastor, I have been burning the candle at all three ends. (laughs) And I'll call the worship team up now. This is not a healthy way to be living life and doing ministry, not for me and not for you. I urge you to take the time to build rest into your life. Much like what Sarah and I will be doing. We're gonna be taking the month of August off so we can both rest and pull our life apart a little bit and figure out how we can put it back together so that rest is deeply embedded into our lives. So we can see what that balance of family, work, and ministry looks like when there is a rhythm of rest in between each. Unfortunately, it has gotten so bad for us that we needed to take that time to make that space. Think of those puzzles with the one square missing that you, to get the picture to line up. Now imagine trying to do that puzzle with no missing square. That's what it felt like for the past year. God wants you, he wants me to have that rhythm. So I urge you, don't let it get as bad as Sarah and I have. Don't let your life get so crazy that you need to take the amount of time that Sarah and I are to rearrange so we can even take a moment of rest. Build in that rhythm so it is as consistent as the rest in between your heartbeats are. Allowing your body and your life to function the way that God intended and that so we can be ready for whatever God and life throws in our direction. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that you built rest into the very foundations of creation. I pray, Lord, as we move on from today, this moment, that we would start to build those moments of rest into our lives, that we would be intentional about it, that we would be aggressive about it, that we would be intolerant of not resting. Lord, Thank you. And I pray as we go today that you would show us the ways that we need to rest, the places that we need to rest, the moments where we can rest, the things that we can give up so that we can rest. In you. A holy rest, a fulfilling rest, a rest that lifts us up closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go in peace to love, rest, and serve the Lord.